0: hello and welcome to scouting for growth today i'm joined by michael doll a brand and capital raise guru who founded brand iron 20 years ago michael does something like me He combines his branding and market-making experience with his investment reporting analysis strengths to shape a company dedicated to creating congruent brands supported by strong financial and investment stories. With this approach, Michael helped companies he supported over the years raise over $5 billion of capital. When I asked Michael about branding, He shared, most people think of branding as how they present themselves and their company. I take branding beyond simply the message into something that produces tangible results by integrating branding into all areas of business. Think about sales, marketing, operation, finance. You can create a dynamic value proposition that comes alive, gets leads, and generates revenues. And I certainly believe in this because of my value creation background. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, do not forget to subscribe to it, rate it, and provide a comment here below. If there's a topic that you feel needs addressing, just send me a message. using the channel options also listed below. With no further ado, let's welcome Michael. Hi, Michael, so good to have you today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, I'm very curious to learn about all the great things you've done in this lifetime. I know you have an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, first of all, let's just start about who is Michael? What has Michael done for the past years? And uh, your special story about your journey too, Michael?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. A little bit about myself, my background. Um, I've I've got a company now called Brand Iron. We've been around twenty years. Um, So we do. We we say we forge brands. We drive revenue. Um, Really, what that means is we work with companies to uh, identify what's unique about their brand. How do we successfully package and communicate that? But then, how do we put together and take them to market to drive real results? and help them achieve their bigger picture outcomes, whether it be driving revenue, driving growth, expansion of a new product or service into the marketplace or expanding into new geographies. We work with our clients to really work with them on achieving real-world results is what most CEOs care about and how they get that return on their investment that they're really looking to get.
0: Wonderful. And that is a topic really important to my heart, actually, Mike. (laughs) So, but before going into Brian iron, I would love for you to tell us about your journey and your story and what got you to become a king of brand strategy and marketing.
1: Sure. Um, I um, I actually got to go back to my original. I, I first started out of college, worked for a small advertising agency, um, had a really great time doing that. Um, only worked there for about a year or two came up to work on one Friday morning and realized the doors were padlocked and the office was empty. And so I was there with the other employees looking at one another like, OK, I guess we're out of a job. And so uh, it came to realize it realized really fast that I had to do something. So that was on a Friday. I realized I wasn't getting my paycheck that Friday. So I made some calls, got a waiting job, and I started waiting tables the very next day because I had bills I had to pay. And then I was thinking about it over the weekend and say, you know what? I'm managing most of these clients. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start my own ad ad, ad agency. And that was in my mid 20s and had no idea what I was doing. And I figured it out. And Back then, it was you know before the internet, you know, and so I really had to learn and learn fast. And so I asked some people that I knew. I got a couple mentors that I confided in that kind of helped cons- consult me and coach me along the way. So I built that business up over a ten-year period of time and sold it as a part of an IPO, a dot-com roll-up. Um, thought I was done and retired um, and it didn't quite work out that way. I spent two years, uh, working for this firm and the day before my second anniversary, which they owed me a rather large check. Um, they fired me for insubordinations because they knew they had to write me a check. And so there was, they had bought 16 companies and there was four of us that took more cash than stock. And that would mean that they had to pass a real check with real money and they didn't want to do that because the dot-com bust had already occurred. And most of the companies in that space, like our own, was uh, not performing well and they didn't want to pay us. So I spent the next two years of my life fighting a legal battle and um, and and went through that whole experience. But I, I learned a ton by going through that whole experience. Yeah. Day I- day, it was Go ahead.
0: What I was going to tell, ask you, Michael, what have you learned? I mean, what have you learned from that? <laughs> what was would be the three lessons we need to remember, see if those things happen to us? I mean, this is incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the, what I learned, the best part of what I learned about is probably the most applicable today is I, um, at the time, I didn't know it, but at the time, I was putting together what we call analyst presentations reporting on our company's performance to basically these investment banking firms on Wall Street. And it was an invaluable experience having learned all that, learning how to put together pitch decks and these analyst presentations to support our company's stock. If it wasn't for that, those two years experience, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am today. Um, it was a really rough time in my life, but that skill I picked up during those several years of doing it um has been invaluable for the rest of my career and um, so that's my big takeaway i mean i learned a lot more but that's the big big takeaway um and that has allowed me to really go into what we do at brandon now where we help clients do a lot of capital raise decks we do a lot of pitch decks or what we concept decks we help to put together what we call management presentations if a company wants to get acquired as well too and so we really understand the formula of what those what goes into those. And I really understand not only the brand story, but the financial story around companies and how do we successfully communicate and tell what those financial stories are. So if it wasn't for that experience, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I mean, it's hard. I could look at it and say it easily there. But back then, it was, it was not as easy to say that because it was rough back then
0: yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, today I had to write a quote um for an event taking place in in March um, in next uh, in the next in the next few weeks. And um, the interesting thing about the quote I had to write is was about my learning, my lessons uh, from from my career to where I am today. And one thing I realized is, you know, you have so many bits of your career. Uh, you know, in my case, I've done strategy, I've done marketing, I've done business development. I've done um, evaluating business models. I've been able to evaluate operating model as well. And people said, you've done so many things. And then when you combine the, the, all those things, it becomes probably like a Michael. You actually have a path and say, I'm taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and that allows me to be able to do what I do today. Before going into brand iron though, Michael, what is the biggest challenge do we, I mean, companies have today from a branding, communication and financial alignment viewpoint, because you are combining all three, right? The strategy, yeah. the operational environment, as well as the financial to create a picture that allows investors to say, yes, I want a little bit of that
1: yep you know I, I call it like a holistic brand and really understand what your holistic brand is and that's not only the it's not just about what i call logos and websites yes your name your logo your website your value proposition your value points your differentiators those are all very important but just as important is how you brand yourself internally within your corporation or within the culture within your company how do you operate as a company are you living and making true that brand's coming alive and it's real are you delivering what we call in, within brand iron is are you delivering great brand experiences right and so no matter what business you're in it's not just to have a logo on a website but you've got to have a good culture you've got to have the team that's going to deliver on those great those experience those brand experiences and make those experiences come alive and really communicate and convey and make the, and make those the claims that you make in your brand and on your website, and in your sales materials, they have to come alive and that they've got to come alive from within the organization itself. So how do you pull all these things together into one? Not only communicating the brand, what it wants to look like. How do you make sure you've got the systems and processes and people in place to be able to deliver on those? And then also, are you all those things leading up to the desired financial outcomes that you're trying to achieve as far as your bigger picture of business goals and objectives? So your brand has to be able to do all those things in order for it to be really successful.
0: So when you look at companies today, large or small, yeah. And I assume you work with a range of those different sizes. It would be great if you could give us some examples, but also what you see cons- con- consistently across those companies that they are not doing right today.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, so the first part of the question, we work with all three, well, I call them three categories of companies, startups that they're looking to establish their brand or develop that brand. Um, and we're kind of helping them put that together. Um, we work with what we call SMBs, or small, medium-sized businesses that are in the, let's say, five to twenty-five or five to fifty million dollars in revenue. So we work with a bunch of those. Um, and then we also work with large enterprise organizations as well too that are very well established, you know, do quite a bit of revenue, and and so they all have their own unique challenges. And so part of what we try to do is figure out is how do we work with them and understand not just what we want to do, and, and but also what do we want to evolve or grow into? And sometimes when we start with these brand um, value points and value propositions, sometimes they were what we call aspirational in the beginning. And they may not be there yet. So we've got to say, this is what we want to be. And then we have to kind of work and define that from a branding, messaging, and positioning standpoint. But then we also have to put together a parallel path of, how are we going to deliver that on that brand promise? How are we going to make that become real, right? And then how, what does that, whether it be the processes or the people in place to be able to deliver on that brand value promise to make sure that becomes alive and real and actually, we actually do what we say we're going to do. Like in the software world, software world is a perfect example, right? It's vaporware where they say, this is what it wants to do, but then what they say it's going to do and what it actually does are two completely different things. And so we don't want our companies to be vaporware if you will. And so we want them to be real and we want to and if you're a real company that's you know doing what it says it's going to do, you can produce some really great
0: results. And so when you look at the startups, the smallest company you work with, what would be a good fit for you for those organization if they were going to call you Uh, you know, for us,
1: you know, a lot of times, you know, we work with a lot of startups where there's like help refine. We know what we want to do. Here's a really good example. I've got a, I got a SaaS company that's developed a great product, but they don't know how to effectively communicate it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. And it's a a small business ERP type of system. I can't say much more than that, but you know, it's a SaaS ERP business, right? And he's like, I I know what I want to do. I just don't know how to effectively communicate it because we do so much. And I said we got to have a, you know a couple of things that are core to what we do that communicate the differentiators, those value points that roll into a value proposition but of a, of a space we really can own and we could claim that we really are better than anybody else in this particular space. So we work with startups all the time that need help on the branding, positioning and messaging. We work with them all the time to be able to effectively communicate that and put it into a pitch deck or a capital raise deck to sell their concept to raise capital. And they just need, they're there. And I would say that most of them are there and they have all that data and all that, what it is they do. They just don't know how to, refine it and put it into a nice clear and concise message.
0: Mm-hmm. So no, tell us ahead. what it takes to raise five billion dollars of capital for clients, because <laughs> I read the numbers, right? Five billion of capital raise, you help over 40 companies to get acquired, and you have taken 20 public. So what does it take? What is the formula, Michael?
1: formula is having a is really understanding your niche understanding how and why you're better how do you and really communicate that and package it into a nice clear and concise message also and that's kind of the brand story the other one that most companies really have a very difficult time is telling a really sound financial story and you know we're going to we're going to go from A to B or A to Z, and we're going to do that X over X number of years or whatever that wants to be. We're going to launch this product. We're going to get so many subscribers or so many adopters, and each one of those is going to be X dollars per month. And we're going to have an ARR of X, and that's worth you know X. And it's going to allow our, our company to grow and have so much in revenue, and it's such and such an EBITDA. And if we grow at that rate with these type of parameters, it's going to give us an enterprise value of X. And being able to tell that story in a nice, clear, and concise fashion is what most, most companies have a really tough time. In fact, when I when I start out with most engagements on a cap set I get financials or spreadsheets. And they yes. go, What's well, in here.
0: <laughs> go ahead and check it out. But it's
1: my nice job, job is to extract that information and say, okay, I'm going to put it into a Half dozen charts and talk about our growth rates. And I'm going to talk about our our revenue and our EBITDA or profitability. I'm going to talk about you know the values and why this is so important, or the multiples that a company like this could usually expect. That those types of things and be able to package that and clearly communicate what that wants to be. So it's not only the brand story; it's it's effectively communicating the uh, financial story. But then it's also going to be: Can we communicate and, and highlight and showcase the team and their experience that's going to be able to effectively execute this plan and make investors feel comfortable that these guys really know what they're doing, and we feel confident that they're going to be able to deliver on on their on on this deck and make this uh, become a reality. Yeah.
0: yeah. So let's talk about brand iron and. Um, yeah. I went to the website, I looked at the process and I think it would be super important and super relevant for you to give us, you know, a light deep dive around why you set up Brian iron. I know we talked a little bit about it already, but I think it's very important for people to understand you have the three segments, right? The small, the SME, the large enterprises, and you help them with branding, aligning finance, strategy, operation, and create a strong story for investors, for acquisition as well, for IPOs. And so when I went into the process you have on the website, it was very interesting because you have a very specific method. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about this.
1: Yeah, um, we start with what we call like a brainstorm planning session. And I always say you start with the end of mind. And so whether you're a startup, I don't care whether you're a startup or an SMB or a large enterprise, we start with the end of mind saying, you know what, we, we're going to do these activities or spend this money because we want to produce these results. And those results could be driving revenue. It could be growth, expansion, launching of a new product launching on a new subscription or a SaaS product or service. And so we start out with what are the end, end goals that we're trying to achieve? Here's a really good example. I've got an investment vehicle that we're working with right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a woman CEO like yourself. She and she's actually out of London. And, and she said, you know, I want to achieve X results. And she's looking for us to help kind of put together the mathematical formula of, uh, you know, I want to achieve X dollars in revenue. in order to get that, work it backwards. And so we have to do the math work and say, well, in order to get so much in revenue, that means we've got to get so many people to make buying decisions. And to make those buying decisions, we have to drive so much traffic. We got to convert them from interested into buyers. Well, before that, so you know, kind of we the top of the funnel is we got to reach you know, we've got to reach X number of people. We got to drive, make so many impressions. We've got, after those impressions, we've got to make them so they're interested, kind of an ad or click on a blog or a video. Yeah. And then we've got to get so much clicks to traffic and traffic to, to give people to subscribe, to make an investment. And so to get these goals, it's a mathematical formula. And so how do we go through that exercise and understand what is it going to take, and then what does our message need to be, and what are the most effective mediums, and what's the timing. And so we kind of have to put together all these different ingredients together into a secret sauce, if you will, of what's going to deliver the results we want to deliver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's a combination of not only the, a math problem, if you will, but there's the unique components of who is our ideal target customer, what appeals to them, what is the message need to be? What's the brand got to look like? What's the calls to action going to look like? What mediums are going to be most effective he, reaching those specific target audiences? What's that going to cost us? Whether it be paid or organic and kind of put that whole thing together into here is the recipe for success. And, and when you implement this, it never works perfectly. Or nothing ever works perfectly. So the key is, starting out with assumptions and then adjusting and optimizing and, and, and fine tuning it to to where, to where it gets to where it's producing your desired outcome and the results you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, and partly with current market circumstances and a certainty, we have to have a variety of assumptions and scenarios to make sure that one of them actually hits, uh, you know, uh, as you said in, um, you know, in sport or football, you know run right you actually get to the outcome one things which you mentioned uh as you actually build those plan it sounds like you're using a lot of technology as well to to enable those companies michael how important is technology what's your view around the recent development emerging technology i don't know whether you have seen things around chat gpt i mean are those things part of your proposition
1: yeah we i love technology i um we, we sell a bunch of different marketing automation platforms, and it's kind of crazy the uh, intelligence you can get on individuals or groups of individuals. And you can, if you can be really specific about what your ideal uh, uh, customer profile looks like, you can be very specific about targeting them and what are the most effective ways to target them so i am a huge proponent in utilizing a marketing automation or crm system to help kind of power and backbone all of that and the cool thing about that is it really does allow you to track the effectiveness of all the different mediums mm-hmm. your website to all the different paid and organic whether it be paid like a google campaign or paid linkedin campaign or a paid um social boosting it allows you to track and measure the effectiveness of all these different mediums, effective of a campaign, effective of a specific vertical or specific ad, specific of, you know, are you making money on your podcast, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you've got a technology platform that allows you the ability to track and measure the performance of all these different mediums, as well as all their different campaigns, as well as all the different messages and images, it's invaluable and it really allows us the intelligence we need to be able to make wise decisions about spending valuable resources for, you know it really makes all the difference in the world
0: yeah i agree with you do use a lot of automation and a lot of technology and the ma- the most effective one for me is all the metrics you can get from those platforms right as albert einstein would say you know if the strategy is not working you should you know change it in some ways and so Analytics allows you to see whether something is performing. And if it's not, it's time to move on. When you look at startups, SMEs, and the big companies you're working with, what would be the three tips, you know, the tips, the takeaways you would actually could leave behind to those who are going to listen to this podcast around why they should give you a call or what they should investigate within their organization to see whether it's right
1: well we actually it's really funny you said this because we actually had a meeting this morning about our own brand and our own answers of why people call us so we actually practice what we preach we treat ourselves as a regular everyday client and so it's really ironic that you answer that ask that question today um, one of them is you know are the clients getting a return on the investment they want on their on their sales and marketing spend? Yeah. You know, I mean, we get it all the time. I just picked up a client just this last week to say we are working with a firm and they have no idea what what the results are on that on the amount of money we're spending. And we're looking for it a partner that can really help us quantify that and track it and measure it and give us a really good idea of what's working, what's not working. And how do we really optimize that budget and, and kind of fine tune these campaigns to get us to our desired outcomes? That's one of the things. If, you, if you're a company that's looking to figure out how to brand a position yourself and communicate your message, we do a ton of that work. The other big thing we do is we do a lot of capital raise decks. We help people put together their brand stories we help them put together their financial stories and how do we effectively put that into a, a cap raise deck or a pitch presentation that really allows them to go out and raise the cap they need to be able to grow and achieve their goals and objectives. So I think those are a few things that, that what we really do and do it well.
0: What is the future? How are the future is looking like for Brian Iron and for Michael?
1: You know, it's uh, we're, we have become laser focused on achieving our goals and objectives. Um, we really, we do, we treat ourselves as a regular client. And so, um, we, we make investments all the time about how do we get to our goals and objectives. And so we grew tremendously. I mean, we're like a lot of firms. I mean, we, we went through some tough times during COVID and, you know, actually we were positioned, we had a ton in the commercial real estate space and we, a lot of our clients kind of took a nosedive. And so we've been recovering this last year. We had a really strong really good year. And then I'm super excited about way 2023 is uh, going And And part of that is because we've really fine-tuned who we are, what we're all about, and who we're trying to work with. Uh, but then I've really kind of practiced what I preach as far as delivering the systems and and the team in place to deliver on those experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, like here's a really good example. This last week, we have a client that we've been working with for years. And We've really helped him optimize and, and really fine-tune the return on his marketing investment. And then he called me up the other day and said, I've got a referral for you. And then literally within five minutes, that referral calls me up and said, Well, I was talking to so-and-so. And he said, I really need to be working with you. And and I tell people that's the best way to get business is by producing great brand experiences. And I don't care what type of business you're in, if you deliver and and deliver great experiences. And you're able to uh, make sure that it becomes a reality those people become raving fans and become your best advocates
0: absolutely i've seen that as well my my, uh, my approach is also very much testimonials and even getting my client to 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 get a call from potentially my new clients because that's the best way to convince uh, new people to work with you what would be your last words of wisdom michael looking at you know, what we can do in this world. You know, my strengths are in FinTech, insurance technology, FinTech, tech, WealthTech, HealthTech. So this is my little pot and it's where I, I focus my time. And you know, there's still 100,000 startups in that little pot. I tend to work much more with early stage startups and help them identify the best way to enter new market and to work like with people like you. So what would be your last word of wisdom?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, really, let, me, let me give you a good example. My word for this morning, when I have a little quiet time every morning before I get up and get going to try to focus myself. And so my word of the day was like carpe diem, seize the day. And so I try to live every day to be the best I can be and make sure that brain iron's the best it could be. And the people, I can build them up and help them be the best that they could be. And so, you know, my goal and 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 what I'm trying to get accomplished is how do I could be the best I can be from a holistic perspective, on kind of giving back and serving my community, serving my coworkers, and um, and how can I take take advantage of each and every single day and live it to the fullest and and make my dreams become a reality.
0: If we were going to see you on holiday, where would we find you? <laughs>
1: uh i i we spend a lot of time i grew up on the uh coast and down outside of Sydney, a little town called carlsbad i grew up there and we love to go back to the beach and we go there every summer and so i spend a lot of time there in the summer times and then my my wife is from um, arizona so we go back home to tucson quite a bit as well too and and enjoy the desert as well so we kind of get the most, best of both worlds but then i get live in the of mountains i'm up in mountains of colorado so i kind of have the best of everything and so yeah that's where i spend a lot of time
0: lucky i have some friends who are in colorado just last week and they they had a fabulous time so where can we find you michael um you can find me at find me
1: at brandiron.net um you also find me on linkedin at michael Doyle. um and you can that's the best way to find me
0: thank you thank you michael for the time today yeah, thank, thank you, you so for much us. for having me My pleasure. It's an amazing story. And thank you for sharing as well your parkour. I think it will uh, inspire our listeners as well and hopefully bring some interesting cayenne to Brand Iron.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: If you like this podcast, subscribe now, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review. Also, if you want to cover any specific subject with me, contact me on Instagram under Sabine VDL Officials or LinkedIn under Sabine Van Der Linden. Thank you.